Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining me today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. Once again, as we go through June, one of the things we're focusing on is that with your purpose, there is provision and protection. There's so many things that could cause you to think that you're going to run out or that you're in danger or what God promised you is not going to happen. But one of the things that's been on my heart to encourage you this month is with your purpose, there is provision and protection. In the month of May, we focus on stepping out in your calling and doing what God called you to do and pursuing the purpose God has given you. And don't let challenges you see this month cause you to back away from the progress you made in May. So say it with me before we go forward. Say, with my purpose, there is provision and protection. Come on, let's say it again. If you're watching somewhere where you put it in the chat, go ahead and put it in the chat. Say, with my purpose, there is provision and there is protection. Praise God. Now, I want to tell you about something we have going on tomorrow. Tomorrow, I have the opportunity to begin something that's been on my heart. I've been working on it throughout May and even into June, working on interviews with some tremendous men and women of God who are, have written new books and have different words to encourage you with this summer. If you need a summer reading list, this is a reading list that you can look at. It'll encourage you. You'll learn. You'll go further in your faith. And tomorrow we'll have our first interview. So you don't want to miss it. Of course, it's going to stream here and be available on demand as well as on our podcast. So we kick that off tomorrow and this will be on every Friday this summer. You won't want to miss it as we do our special interviews on Faith in the Morning. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. Every once in a while, I'll bring back old messages from the archive to encourage you. And so because it goes along with our theme for June, remind you that God has protection provision with you concerning your purpose. I want to share a message I preached three years ago in our Harvest Checkup series. This is part one of the series. The entire series is available for free on our Faith Plus app. But I want to share this message with you to encourage you, to remind you that God has harvest and provision for you and show you some of the ways in the scriptures that you can harvest and receive the provision God has for you. Also, today is the last day to download Harvest a third. 31-day devotional for free on Amazon eStore for the Kindle app. You can download it for free. Go to Amazon.com, Harvest the 31-day devotional. Carrick Butler, you'll be able to find it and download it for free. It'll encourage you and help you renew your mind. And no matter what you see, no matter what you face, you remember that God has provision for you. So listen to this message. It's going to encourage you. It's going to help you. It's going to strengthen you. As we do this harvest checkup, it's my heart as a pastor. I want every single person here at Faith to harvest. You know, I'm hearing testimonies of people who are our members and people who've been coming here who haven't even gone through membership class yet. I talked to one person this week at uh, his local establishment and says, yeah, this is the year of abundant harvest. We just can't screw it up. And talk about all the things God is doing for him and his business. Tremendous things are happening. You might as well jump in on it. Don't be the one who says, well, I don't know if I really believe that. Then watch everyone else around you prosper. And then hopefully you believe it by the time the season wraps up. So what is abundant harvest look like in the Bible. Go to Genesis 41. Genesis 41. What is one example of abundant harvest in the Bible? There's actually several examples of abundant harvest. We won't even get into all of them today. What does abundant harvest look like? Go to Genesis chapter 41. Genesis 41. We know there's a story of Joseph. Pharaoh has a dream. Joseph interprets it and says, God is warning Pharaoh that there's about to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. And he, God gives Joseph this wisdom and says, what you need to do is take from the years of plenty and store it up so that you don't have any lack in the years of famine. So you know that Joseph saved 20% of all the things that came in 
during the seven years of plenty. Now, what did the seven years of plenty look like in Egypt? Verse 47 says, And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities and the food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. The message version says it this way. During the next seven years of plenty, the land produced bumper crops. Joseph gathered up the food of the seven good years in Egypt and stored the food in cities. In each city, he stockpiled surplus from the surrounding fields. Joseph collected so much grain, it was like the sand of the ocean, that he finally quit keeping track. Abundant harvest. That the mathematicians of Egypt couldn't give it a number anymore. And they were advanced in mathematics. This is an abundant harvest that came in in the seven years. So what Joseph and Egypt witnessed for seven years was abundant harvest. But how many of you understand, in order to harvest, there also must be a time for sowing. Harvest doesn't just show up. If there's a harvest, that means somebody somewhere sowed. Go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. In order for there to be harvest, there has to be a seed time. There has to be something sown in that seed time. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate. That word communicate in the Greek means to give a share to or share with unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived, don't be tricked. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary or get tired in well-doing or doing the right thing. For in due season or at the set time, we shall reap if we faint not. This is our due season. This is our set time of harvesting. And the Bible says you will reap if you faint not. Or you will reap if you don't give up. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. In this passage, Paul connects giving to sowing and reaping. He also uses the same connection in comparison in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. This is something that is familiar to Paul's letters and writings, that he talks about giving and receiving as sowing and reaping. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 says, But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. In both contexts, he's talking about giving of finances. So if he's talking about giving of finances, he's also talking about receiving or reaping of finances. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Let's look at verse 24. It says, there is that scatters and yet increases. The word scatters here means to disperse, to be liberal, or to be generous. There is one who disperses in their generosity, yet they increase. Because the natural thinking, you think, well, if I give away what I have, I'm going down. But the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom is saying, there is one who gives, but increases. 
But there is one who withholds more than his meat or more than they should, and it tends to poverty. It makes you think, well, if I hold everything I got, I'm going to keep going up. But the Bible says if you hold, hold more than you should, you're going to go broke. But notice the key phrase, more than you should. So there is some you're supposed to hold, right? God didn't say give away everything. There is some that you're supposed to hold, but there is some that you're supposed to disperse. The liberal soul, or translated the soul of blessing, or the generous person, shall be made fat. And he that waters shall be watered also himself. So throughout the word of God, there is a comparison to sowing seed and giving financially. Knowing this, we should keep in mind the natural process of seed time and harvest when we think of the biblical and prophetic promise of financial harvest. So don't just think, well, if it's a spiritual harvest, you know, everything's immediate. Think about in nature when people sow seed and harvest plants. Keep that in your mind as we do this harvest checkup. Don't let it go away and say, oh, that doesn't apply. No, it does apply. God uses natural things to teach spiritual principles. So if throughout the Word of God, he talks about sowing seed and reaping harvest as a natural principle and as a financial principle, we would do the Word of God an injustice to forget that principle as we study the process of harvest checkup. Amen? So as we'll see in this series, not all harvests are financial. And not all seeds are financial. Although not every harvest is a financial harvest, there is a great, abundant, bumper, overflowing financial harvest that God wants you to reap. But in order to get a better grasp on harvesting, we have to understand sowing and gathering. In order to get a better grasp on harvesting, we need to understand sowing and gathering. So I'm going to give you today seven things to know and do to check up on your harvesting. We're just going to start today. We'll get you these seven, and I'll pick up next week. So let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Seven things you need to know. So as I teach these things, just analyze your heart. Where are you on these things? Are you doing these things? Or better question, are you doing these things faithfully and consistently? Because sometimes we do these things on Sunday if we show up. But it's not what you do on Sunday if you show up that makes a lifestyle. It's what you do consistently. Because then consistency is the power. See, we all believe in consistency in some area of our lives. You know, some of you say, well, this is the year I'm going to get fit and go to the gym. You may not believe that because you consistently don't work out. But what you consistently believe is in candy and donuts, queso, burritos, tacos, and all those wonderful things. You believe in that consistently. Because you eat it consistently. Whatever you believe in really is what you can do consistently. You know, I've done times where I've done, you know, cleanses or whatever. And, you know, some people, when they do stuff like that, they want cookies or sugar meat. It's like, I remember one time I was doing really good. I, had only, I was doing fruit for 48 hours as well as a special juice cleanse, and I just wanted queso. I'm talking about I could see it in my mind. It was worse. I lived in a place where I could walk and get it in less than four minutes. I lived, like, almost lived right above the restaurant, and it was great. Like, it was calling to me every single day. But if I wanted the results I wanted, 
I had to be consistent with what I'm doing. So if you want to harvest what you want to harvest, you have to be consistent in the process in the meantime. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat or provision in my house, and prove we now, put me to the test as the Lord of hosts, the God of angel armies, if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time the field says the Lord of hosts. So number one of the seven I'm going to give you today. Your tithe is not a seed. Your tithe is not a seed. Tithing is not sowing. So there is no harvest off of your tithe. You can't say, well, God, I tithe, so I'm believing for a harvest. Well, you got no seed in the ground. Tithing is returning unto God a tenth of your increase or a tenth of your harvest. There is not a harvest off of the tithe, but the harvest does do important things for you. We're going to look at two of those things today. So tithing is not sowing, but tithing is returning a tenth of your increase or harvest to God. Here are two things that tithing does for you. Number one, tithing grants you an open heaven of rain of blessing for your seed. Tithing grants you an open heaven of rain of blessing for your seed. So going back to the natural example, it's good to put a seed in the ground, but how many know it needs some water? When you are a tither, you're guaranteed that the seeds that you sow will be watered. Because Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 says it this way, The Lord shall open to you his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto your land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. So tithing grants you an open heaven of rain, of blessing for your seed. Tithing is your access point to the blessing, it is the, which is the empowerment to prosper. What is another thing tithing does for you? As a result of your tithing, the devourer is restrained from destroying your harvest. The devourer is restrained from destroying your harvest. So tithing protects your harvest. Tithing protects your harvest. Hey Amen. I'm going to stop the clip right there. If you want to watch the rest of the series, it's available on our Faith Plus app. It's a series I taught three years ago called Harvest Checkup. Also, remember, today is the last day to download Harvest, a 31-day devotional for free at Amazon.com. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow as we start our interviews on Faith in the Morning. God bless.